You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current one, Rocket can. Happy Tuesday night to you. It's good to be back. I hope you had an amazing Tuesday. I hope you had an amazing Labor Day weekend. And it's uh, it's back to business. We're about two days away officially from the start of the NFL season. College football is underway. You're going to blink and NBA teams are going to be sitting in training camp. The U.S. Open is kind of marching towards a little bit of a close. Baseball is marching towards October. And how about this? It's Tuesday, September 6th. I feel like I just sat down here with you and it was September 1st. We've gone through the holiday and damn it, here we are. And I'm back. Okay? You know how it goes here. I'll tell you again. Just for a reminder's sake, again, I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current one, Rocket can. You are on good timing. Because this is when the show gets started. 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm being joined right now by super producer and host, Dave Shepard. Dave, how was your weekend? And thank you all so much for holding it down here on CBS Sports Radio. It is my effing pleasure. It was so great to do that. It's even greater to be back with you, man. I can't wait for all that we have in front of us with college football and NFL. And I'm not going to say any more because I know you got a lot to jump into right about now. Yeah, there's, there's, there's tons. And it's great to be here with you as well, uh, Shep. First of all, shout outs to everybody listening all over North America. Uh, if you don't know by now, there are a lot of ways that you can listen. Local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. You can tune in on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, that's free. Cost you not a damn penny. Nothing. A-U-D-A-C-Y, Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody listening on a smart speaker. You can find me online, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That is at JR Sport Brief. And the number here at CBS Sports Radio is as follows. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 for CBS, as Shep just shared with you, there's a lot that has gone on over the weekend. And so I'm going to take my time here. We got four hours to do a lot of it. Next hour, we're going to talk about college football. Why? Because it's back. We've seen some ass whoopings. We've seen some disappointments. But ultimately, when we get to the end of the season, are we going to see anything different than we've seen in past years? I'm going to answer that question next hour. And congratulations to uh, Brian Kelly. He showed up and, and coached his first game. I don't know if I'd congratulate him on losing because uh, it's not something you congratulate somebody for, but he lost. He lost in embarrassing fashion. We'll talk about Brian Kelly moving on from Notre Dame down to LSU. Shout out to all my folks in the Red Baton, uh, Baton Rouge. Mike Tomlin has decided to name himself a starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Mitch Trubisky is going to be the guy. Is that a good move? Speaking of good moves, Patrick Beverly in the NBA for the Los Angeles Lakers. Pat Beverly 
was introduced to the Laker fans and media today in a press conference. Who was there? His arch nemesis, his rival, now teammates. Russell Westbrook was in the building. They practiced together, and they gave each other hugs. Kumbaya. Let's pass around the collection plate and and see how long they get along. I'd love to see them on the court for the entire season. Just quite combustible. Can't wait for it to happen. At the same time, Aaron Judge has continued to hit home runs over the weekend. Serena Williams on Friday night, it looks like her career came to a close. Coco Goff, she lost tonight, so your hopes of, uh, you know, really looking at an American woman ridiculously advanced who's, uh, you know, carrying the torch per se or trying to pick it up from Serena is not going to happen unless you happen to be the daughter of the owner of the Buffalo Bills. I will explain. Jason Peters has joined the Cowboys. And, oh, yeah, like I said, we're getting ready for the start of the NFL season. So, oh, so much to get into. Oh, so much to talk about. But let's get this damn guy out the way. Because out of all the returns and all of the comebacks, the man that I'm about to tell you about right now, he probably had the biggest return this year. He didn't even really go anywhere. You want to talk about the biggest return this year? It took place after the Super Bowl when Tom Brady decided to retire and come back a little more than a month later and say, yeah, I'll be back with the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah, it's, it's unfinished business. And then we get into training camp, and he disappears for two weeks. Then we get into training camp, and and Todd Bowles is like, listen, it's just personal business. We knew it was going to happen. And then you pick up the newspaper, or you read the newspaper online or on your phone, whatever the hell you do, and there are all types of personal rumors about trouble in paradise between Tom Brady and his supermodel wife. Welcome to the life of Tom Brady. It was only... uh. A little more than a week ago when Tom Brady returned to work and basically said, hey, look, I am 45 years old. He's like, I got a lot of things going on. I got parents. I got kids. I got a wife. I got kids. Remember, I told you I wanted to stay home with my kids, but then I left them. I I said that Tom Brady didn't put it in those words. He has businesses. And oh, yeah, yeah, he plays he plays quarterback for the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah, he's the most successful quarterback of all time. Yeah, he got seven rings, and now he's trying to go for eight. And, oh, yeah, he almost went to another NFC championship game, but then he lost to the eventual champion, the Rams. And so he quit, and then he came back. Well, now we're starting to hear more and more of Tom Brady. And, oh, man, we should all be so thrilled that Tom Brady is once again gracing us with his presence The Buccaneers are going to open up their season against the Dallas Cowboys this upcoming Sunday. Tom Brady will be back on the field. Dak Prescott will be on the field. And things are a little bit different for the Buccaneers. We know this. Think about some of the changes. Tom Brady said, I'm leaving, but no, I'm coming back. Bruce Arians said, Tom Brady is back. Well, I'm leaving. Todd Bowles comes in. Ali Marpet retires. Alex Kappa, his guard, decides to go protect Joe Burrow. 
Ryan Jensen goes down with a knee injury. Chris Godwin is coming back from a knee injury. Gronkowski is... Shep, what is Gronkowski doing right now? What do you think he's doing? Well, if we had to both guess, he'd be doing something beverage-related. Um, either that or he's taking so many beverages, he's sleeping. That's true, too. And Dominican Sue is gone, replaced by Akeem Hicks. Jason Pierre-Paul is a free agent somewhere. I don't know where he's at. Probably in Miami waiting for a team to give him a call. And so this Buccaneers team is different. And Tom Brady is coming back to try to win another ring and a competitive NFC. And it's just like, oh, he's 45. But when is, when is 45 going to turn into 45? It's going to happen one day, right? Or is Tom Brady just going to go out on top? Well, he's deciding to talk. We know LeBron has uninterrupted. Tom Brady has his Let's Go show and podcast via SiriusXM. Every single week, Tom Brady will bless us with his presence as he talks to Jim Gray. And I guess Jim Gray, every week, he's going to bring his uh, uh, his best uh, lip gloss and and uh, whatever else you need to kiss somebody's ass because he's he's coming to chat with Tom Brady. And so he basically asked Tom Brady his first question there. Hey, why are you coming back? What do you have left? What are you doing here? This is what Tom Brady had to say in response. I just felt like I had a little left, and I want to give it a shot. And I owed it to my teammates and uh, our great coaches and our whole organization. We built something pretty special here in Tampa the last few years. And, uh, you know, we were pretty close last year at the end of last year. We lost to the Super Bowl champ. You know, they made a few more plays than we did in that game. You know, the competitive fire still burns. Oh, good for him. Good for Tom Brady. He wants to squeeze out whatever the hell it is that he has left. I mean, what else is there to squeeze? What is there to do? What, does he have a time machine? Is he going to go back in time and and make sure Eli Manning never exists? Like, what is he going to do? Are we going to stop Nick Foles from being conceived? Damn it, if Tom Brady would have won a couple more Super Bowls, maybe we wouldn't be watching him right now. And so here he is, back on a new team, rearranged pieces, guys coming off of injury. And so Tom Brady looks at his team. He looks at all the new pieces. And he knows exactly where he fits in that. He's like, listen, I know what I'm good at. Listen, take a listen. Where do I really excel? I excel with my leadership. I excel with, um, you know, my dedication and discipline. Uh, I excel, I think, mentally I excel, emotionally. I do a very good job emotionally, you know, staying poised when I need to. So probably a lot of the things, and I think what's really where people really miss the mark about me and really misevaluate parts of, I would say, sports and, and, you know, competitors and skill sets in general is there's too much waiting on, I would say, physical, tangible things that are very easily to study, you know, speed or height or how high someone could jump. And they, they misappropriate the value of, you know, some somebody's ability to learn, somebody's ability to process information quickly, to be a leader, to show discipline and, 
you know, to show up every day as a really consistent player with a consistent attitude for the team that's a team player and that wants to win and wants to see the team succeed, which is, I think those have really been my strong suits. And I really developed a lot of those skills at Michigan. Those carried over at the Patriots, which fit my skill set very well because that's very much the team that we were. And then I transitioned to a new place a few years ago, and now here I am in my third season with the Bucks, where, you know, I think we're at a, at a very good place. Did Tom Brady really need 40 seconds to say, hey, I'm smarter than everybody else? <laughs> Did Tom Brady really need 40 seconds to just say, hey, everybody else is stupid? Did he need 40 seconds to say, yeah, I'm 45, I can't run, I can't jump, but I'm smarter than everybody? Did he need 40 seconds to say that? You weren't a fan of that soundbite, were you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. It was great. He said what needed to be said, and now I had proper context. It's like we get it. We watched you run at the NFL Combine. We saw that you weren't running anywhere when you were in your 20s. We know you're not going anywhere now at 45 years old. So just say, yeah, I'm smarter than everybody. But there comes a point in time where maybe your body doesn't hold up. Tom Brady ain't going to be playing football at 50. And if he is, then he might not have a family. He's not going to be playing football at 60. You know, I don't care who the hell you are. Your body doesn't heal the same type of way. And so Leonard Fournette, who at the running back position, he, he certainly takes a whooping. His body is not going to last long getting hit by every human being on the field, he looks at Tom Brady, and he doesn't care where he was or how long he was out. Leonard Fournette knows that Tom Brady will be good. He's him, as he always been since I first met him. He's chilled uh, like a regular old guy who's laid back. That's him, you know, and uh, he comes prepared to work and play. And when he gets in that mode, he gets in that mode. So he'll be ready. Yeah, Tom Brady doesn't need to be out there throwing footballs in practice. This man has a limited amount of throws in his damn right arm. You might as well hold on to him. Don't need any extra wear and tear, whether it be in practice or not. And Todd Bowles, when it comes down to Tom Brady and his readiness to start the season, I think Todd Bowles had the perfect explanation about Brady his time away from the game for about two weeks and uh, his personal life, which happens to be plastered all in, in TMZ and page six right now. Todd Bowles is like, listen, folks, I ain't worried about nothing that Tom Brady does on his personal time. I, uh, I like to spend my personal time in my own personal way. Listen, he's been all in since we got him. He's all in now. So I don't follow the off the field stuff. I listen to, XM, The Groove, and Soul Town, and <laughs> Silk Radio. So my off-the-field activities are honestly not even football-related. No, Todd Bowles, he, he likes to play the smooth jams before he gets home. And I'm not mad at him. I love Soul Town. I love Soul Town. It's, it's Sirius XM Silk. Yeah. I like Shade 45, too, NBA Radio. Yeah, I like all of that. But Todd Bowles is a smooth brother. Can't you tell? Listen to that voice. Listen to how smooth Todd Bowles' voice is. He's been all in since we got him. He's all in now. So okay, wait, I stop don't it. Follow the off- no, stop it. I, I, uh, no, I, I miscalculated that one. His voice isn't all that smooth. <laughs> it's almost grating. Maybe that's why he has to play the music before he gets home, get things warmed up. But that's none of my business. Like, Bray's life is none of Todd Bowles' business. And Tom Brady, 
is still at the top of his game. Good for him, okay? 5,300 yards passing last year. 43 touchdowns. The Bucks went 13-4. and four. This made no sense. But how long is he going to be able to do this? Okay, fine. Oh, you can never count out Tom Brady. And Tom Brady doesn't need practice and everything will be fine. Sure, but come on. Let's not act like every single year of Tom Brady's existence that Tom Brady went to a Super Bowl. It seems like it. Let's not act like every single year that Tom Brady was around, uh, you know, he didn't go a season without being hurt or injured or having a knee blown out. Come on. Every year is not going to be a magic carpet ride. Bruce Arians is gone, and fine, they probably didn't get along. Todd Bowles is in. There's an adjustment period here with no Gronkowski. There's no guarantee that Gronkowski will return. The defense should be good, and the Bucs should still go to the playoffs. But if I got to look at the big picture, yeah, the Bucs will get to the party. But I don't think they're one of the favorites, okay? And, yeah, you get into the tournament, you get into the playoffs, and at that point everybody's record is 0-0, and and everybody has a chance. Everybody has a choice. But there are better teams this year than the Buccaneers. There are quarterbacks who are just as good, if not better, than Tom Brady. Are you going to find a quarterback who has the same amount of experience? No. Are you going to find a quarterback who has the same amount of success Hell no. But when it comes down to teams, there are teams that are better situated to win a Super Bowl this year, and it doesn't happen to be the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. They are not sitting at the top of the totem pole. They are not defending champs. Tom Brady is older. Would I be shocked if he passed for 4,300 yards and 30 touchdowns? No, I wouldn't. But I think maybe we're coming to the end of the line. And if we're not coming to the end of the line, and I mean finally a closeout to his career, what is he going to do next season? He's going to wake up and go to the Dolphins? It's Tom Brady thing, man. It's uh, it's like a never-ending story. It's like the, 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 the bunny rabbit with the battery in his back, the Energizer bunny. He just keeps going and going and going. Well, even Energizer buddies, they eventually run out. You got to throw them in the trash. I'm sorry. Tom Brady is great. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think the Bucks will win it this year. What say you? They'll have a winning record. They'll go to the playoffs. But I don't expect a different result than what we saw last year. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, phone lines are always open. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 for CBS, I'll take your calls on the other side. We will talk about Pete Carroll. We'll get into to Tomlin and the Steelers. We'll get into the Cowboys. But before we do that, I have something to share with you. Are you ready for Thursday Night Football? Feel the excitement with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on Thursday's game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Thursday, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. 
bet on Buffalo or L.A. to win. If your team leads by seven at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code JRSports. That's code JRSports only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be present in state where lawful to wager, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Bonus issued is free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and script form terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227. And this portion of the show is brought to you by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light and can do it for free. And it can get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. So. Get in a zone. AutoZone. Amongst the many things that we have to catch up to and with from over the weekend, uh, uh, a lot of the upcoming things that we need to discuss, I wanted to open up tonight's show and just get Tom Brady out the way. Tom Brady is speaking again to the media. Uh, Tom Brady speaking last night, yesterday, on his own podcast with Jim Gray. And everybody says that Tom Brady is ready. And there's no doubt about it in my mind that he is. Uh, There's no doubt in my mind that that physically uh, he'll be ready to go. It's not the same team. Okay, they don't have as much talent. This isn't a squad returning all 22 members of a Super Bowl winning team. They're going to be good. They're going to be good enough to go into the playoffs. They'll be good enough to flip a coin and see what happens. But I think they're better squads. And so I'm interested to see what Tom Brady and the Bucks do this upcoming season. And then once again, at the end of the year, prepare yourselves. What the hell is Tom Brady going to do? But let's take one step at a time, right? Let's play the games first. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Manny is calling from Miami. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Manny? My brother. Before I get to my point, whenever a guy is talking about retirement, has retired, pondering about retirement, dreaming about retirement, it's a wrap. Yes, Tom Brady has defied all odds, but you need to, that Tampa Bay winning championship, that, that's over. That guy has checked out. He has $300 million waiting for him. So let's move on from that, and I agree with you. My Dolphins, 
Ty, there hasn't been an electricity like Mr. Hill. I'm going to call him Mr. Hill since Dan Marino and the Clayton boys, and I was a tween when that was going on. So I am thrilled about this season because of that young man. Um, outside of that, you know, I've been bamboozled for the last 25 years, so I was gonna say, I, gonna, you know. I hope it. I hope it ends up better than what we saw with Marino. I hope. <laughs> I, I mean, but Marino was at the end. All right, okay. You know, he, he got beat by sixty-three. Okay, he was at the end. But I'm talking about the Duper Clayton era. You know, when I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and know, even they flamed out. They didn't have a defense. But but again, that wasn't Marino's fault. I'm talking about electricity. Okay. Uh, my electricity at that time when I was in like in the 1980s when I was like 12. Okay. Right. Um, so I hope that, you know, that electricity brings, permeates the entire locker room and the organization because we haven't had anything like that since the Clayton boys. So I'm hopeful, but I'm not going to put the house on it. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely, Manny, and I think you are within good reason to do so. The Miami Dolphins are in a unique situation. Let me just get this out the way. I think it's a coin toss this upcoming season. When you look at the AFC East, we know who kind of bookends the division. You have the Buffalo Bills at the top of it. You have the New York Jets at the bottom of it. No surprise there. The New York Jets are still trying to figure out whether or not Zach Wilson is going to start the season against the Ravens. And by all means, no, let, let Joe Flacco go play. And then we all know about the Bills. But when it comes to the quote-unquote other two teams, and it's a different time and space and era to look at the New England Patriots as the other team, well, it's going to be the third season that Tom Brady is gone. Bill Belichick is still there. We saw the Cam Newton year during COVID. It was pretty amazing that they had the record that they went, picking up seven victories with no offense. And then last year, Mac Jones comes on as a rookie. Cam Newton has shown the door. Uh, the defense does an amazing job. And it's just like, wow, well, look at the Patriots. They, they're still uh, moving in a positive direction. And then meanwhile, as Manny just mentioned, you have the Miami Dolphins. They were able to bring in Tyreek Hill, who's one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the game right now. You have an opportunity to pair him with Jaden Waddle. And these two dudes, they play football like, you're watching a pinball machine. You know, Tua Tonga-Valoa, who for the entirety so far, a short career in the NFL, has basically been accused of uh, being a check down. Like, yeah, I ain't throwing the ball down the field. You know, who's the closest guy? Oh, Gusecki's in front of me. Let me just throw the rock to the tight end and keep it moving. And by the way, there have been conversations about potentially trading him. But Tua Tonga-Valoa is going to have a chance to look to his left look to his right, dump the ball off on a short pass, and look at Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and say, hey, y'all go get the other 10 or 15 yards. And if you've watched Tyreek Hill play, obviously with Patrick Mahomes, you know what he's capable of. And Jalen Waddle, although he doesn't have the same history here in the NFL, and I'm not going to call him the same player, but he's similar in his style of play, Yes, they have an opportunity to be dynamic. You have Chase Edmonds. You have Raheem Mostert, who we've seen what he can actually do when he's healthy. The Dolphins have a chance and an opportunity to just be a highlight reel 
every single weekend. And I would not be shocked if the Miami Dolphins came in second in the AFC East. We know that you have a new head coach and Mike McDaniel coming over from the 49ers. Everybody says that he was the genius right there next to Shanahan. Uh, But Flores is gone. The Dolphins came on strong at the end of last season. And so, look, it's going to end up one of two ways. Tua Tonga-Valoa is going to excite the living hell out of everybody. Or you're going to go through another season here with the Dolphins where Tua has amazing weapons, and you're going to say, oh, he's okay. And even if he's okay, that's not going to be good enough. People will look for him to have an amazing year, or Tua Tagovailoa will still be in a space in a time where there will be conversations as to whether or not he needs to be replaced. Man, quarterbacks that get drafted, if you play, if you get an opportunity, if you get a chance, and you don't get the job done, People are going to be ready to move on. Go ahead and ask, I don't know, Sam Darnold. Go ahead and ask Baker Mayfield. Go ask, ask Rosen. I mean, they dumped him after one year and said, oh, we got Kyler Murray. You can go kick rocks. Ask Mitch Trubisky, who although, yes, he, he ain't play all that great, especially when you consider where he got drafted, Mitch Trubisky is now trying to he's starting for the Steelers. The Bears said, no, thank you. And so if you're drafted and you start playing, the clock starts ticking. And these teams, especially for first-round draft picks, they ain't trying to pay you no big money. They're not trying to pay you 35 and 40 and $45 million if you suck. It's not going to happen. So good luck to the Dolphins. I give them some credit. They have an, a chance and an opportunity to kind of go blow for blow with the New England Patriots. So let's see how they go ahead and start the season off as they will be facing off against each other. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I just told you that you get a quarterback in, and if the QB sucks, you got to get him out. Sometimes you don't know what you have till it's gone. And so when we come back, I want to tell you about another team. This team actually had success, and now they are forced to start over. And I think their head coach is delusional. I'm going to tell you who it is on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Wow, it's exciting talking to you, Mr. JR. You are clear, concise, accurate, and honest. I love listening to you. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. At the top of the hour, we're going to get into all the action that took place over the weekend in college football. And even last night, what an ugly ass game that was. I forgot what I was looking at. Uh, Clemson and and Georgia Tech. Ugh, some ugly football. Ugh. We'll get into all the action. We'll get into Brian Kelly, 
talk about the Bulldogs, and really take a look at, at what the hell is going to be different this upcoming college football season and, and what we've seen the past few years. I'm going to give you the answer to that, and we'll do that next hour. But before I continue on, I'm going to get to your calls, 855-212-4CBS. And I also want to kind of answer a question I let you know about prior to the break. We open up the show talking about Tom Brady. Everybody says Tom Brady is ready to go. Yeah, you miss Tom, but he's he's ready to go on. And sure, it's not like Tom Brady needs another championship. And then I filled you in on someone who is also experiencing changes with his current team. But he really doesn't see a difference. He He, he doesn't see anything changing. And that happens to be. He's going to be 71 years old next week. His name is Pete Carroll. Yes, Pete Carroll, man who won national championships at, at USC. Sure, you can figure out where they're at or what they cost, but yeah, he won national championships at USC. He won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks. He could have won another Super Bowl with the Seahawks. And with Russell Wilson at the helm, the Seahawks have been nothing but a bunch of winners. Really, nothing but a bunch of winners. Not having or suffering a losing season until last year when Russell Wilson broke the finger on one of his damn hands, his throwing hand. They went 7-10. and 10. The world was subjected to seeing Geno Smith fill in for Russell Wilson. And must I really surprise you? Uh, they went 1-2 and two in the games that Geno started. And ultimately, they lost the three that he played in. And, yeah, he threw five touchdowns and only one interception, and that's a miracle for Geno Smith. What this man is going to look like over the, the course of a, of a whole season is probably not something that anyone wants to see. Unless you're Pete Carroll. Because in a way that coaches lie, in a way that coaches try to instill confidence in their own players and, and you know, sounding delusional to the general public, and maybe you get an eye roll in your own locker room, Pete Carroll does not see a difference in the expectations for the Seahawks this year. Listen to what he said. I'm in the business of helping these guys get ready to play. We've been averaging 10 wins a year for the last 20-something years. He's talking about USC as well. You think I could think of anything different than that? I don't. Well, listen, Pete Carroll, there's a difference between having goals and also living in reality. The Seahawks are a different team. Russell Wilson is not there to extend plays or maybe get sacked at the end of them. Russell Wilson is not there to throw bombs out down the line to Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf as he outruns the opposition. Bobby Wagner is no longer the central part of the defense. You know, we always talk about the Legion of Boom. Bobby Wagner was cracking skulls in the middle of the field as well. And now he's in Los Angeles with the Rams ready to tackle everything that moves. And so what are we supposed to expect from the Seahawks? The answer is nothing. 
the Seahawks are a non-factor. The Seahawks are one of the NFL teams, about half of them in the league, probably now in the bottom third. They're one of these teams that are just in NFL purgatory, floating around, looking and waiting for their next QB because a Hall of Famer just left the building. Russell Wilson is gone. He's going to be throwing the football for the Denver Broncos, and everybody in Seattle is supposed to be excited about Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Are you kidding me? You know, this is one of the times where coaches always, they always say the right things. They got to be positive. No head coach is going to come out and say we suck. No head coach is going to come out and say we stink. I don't like my quarterback. But sometimes you got to be better than just slapping us with, oh, yeah, we, yeah, the, the expectations for us to win 10 games is no different than the last 20 years. Stop it, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll might as well go out there himself and play quarterback. Hey, Shep, how many, how many touchdowns do you think Pete Carroll has in his right arm? How many could he get out? Uh, zero. None. Uh, who's he playing? NFL teams. Okay, zero. Okay. Is he playing the cupcake schedule that he had at USC? He's, he can get more than one. Well, well, is he, he's a be, is he a better option than Geno Smith? No, right? Well, I mean, that's debatable. But, no, we both know the answer is no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Geno. I, I wonder what Geno Smith – this is very interesting and not for good reasons. I want to know how many touchdowns to interceptions Geno Smith throws this year. And I don't know. Maybe we get to December and Geno Smith has everybody eating their words. I don't think I've seen Geno Smith be a competent or good quarterback since he was at West Virginia. You're very nice, by the way. Well, that's the last time he was a good quarterback. You just said you don't think. You you damn well know he's never been a competent NFL quarterback. Well, I mean, <laughs> right? you, get a, you get a play here or there, but throughout the course of his career, my God, Geno Smith... The ball gets snapped to him, and you go, who's he going to throw it to? Is he going to throw it to his own team, or is he going to throw it to the opposition? More often than not, it seems that Geno Smith gets the football, and he throws it to the other team. Let me tell you something, folks. I wish I was exaggerating. The object of uh, the game is to get the ball into the end zone, not to give the ball to the other team. Throughout the course of his career, the New York Jets, the New York Giants as a backup, except for the time that he actually replaced Eli Manning, joining the Chargers, and now the past couple of seasons with the Seahawks, Geno Smith has a career, 34 touchdowns to 37 interceptions. And if I count the fumbles, he has none of those in his career. And do the math. The man is more prone to giving the ball to the other team than putting it in his own end zone. Is he a changed man? Eh, I don't know. He's going to be 32 years old, which is also difficult to believe. It's hard to wrap my brain around the fact that Geno Smith has been in the NFL since 2013. And maybe, maybe he's learned not to turn the ball over. Odder things have happened. But one thing is for sure. This Seahawks team... Pete Kyle talking about 10 wins, if they get there, it will be a miracle. Don't count on it.
855-212-4CBS. Tom is calling from Baltimore. You're on the JR Sport Reshow on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Tom. Oh, man. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. What's on your mind, Tom? So, first, you know, I was calling about Lamar Jackson, and then you hit on Smith, you know, Mr. Geno Smith. And so I was at West Virginia for his prime, you know what I'm saying? And, and I knew he had talent, but when the Jets drafted him, what, in the second round maybe? Yes. I was like, ugh. And, and now I see him in Seattle, and they let Wilson go and have Smith come in to the fold. I'm just like, Pete Carroll, it's, it's your coffin, buddy. Like, like, I don't know what to do with that. But uh, well, so as I uh, – It was only – was on, and, and, Tom, do you have a question? You have to get it in quickly. All right, so so uh, my main point was about Lamar Jackson. Okay, quickly. Because I'm from Baltimore, and how do you think the Ravens will pull a Joe Flacco-type thing and have him bet on himself and win the whole thing or get you know far, you know, past the the second round or AFC championship? And then pay him. Well, well, let me tell you this, Tom, and I'm, I'm going to be up against the break. That's why I wanted to try to get your question in quickly. Both Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, listen to me very carefully. They are both asked out if they don't come up with a contract before they play the New York Jets on Sunday. It's really that simple. The price is going to go up for the Ravens. And in the case of Lamar Jackson, he's playing with fire. They better come up with something between now and Sunday. Otherwise, it's, it's going to get worse. You thought the situation with Dak Prescott was peculiar? People looked at, at $40 million. A Joe Theismann was right here on this show talking about, oh, my God, how can you? You play, pay this guy, Dak, and Dak has never done anything. And, and how are you going to pay him? Now he's on a discount. Cowboys could have paid him less than what they're paying back now at 40. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to get into some college football. I'm going to get some more of your calls. Don't move. Listen to CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> 